Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. This is David Johnston, veteran family member and pastor in Athens, West Virginia. The first reading comes from Psalm 32. Happy are those whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Happy are those to whom the Lord imputes no iniquity, and whose spirit there is no deceit. While I kept silence, my body wasted away through my groaning all the day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me, my strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not hide my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all who are faithful offer prayer to you. At a time of distress, the rush of mighty water shall not reach them. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with glad cries of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you the way that you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Do not be like a horse or a mule without understanding whose temper must be curbed with bit and bridle, else it will not stay near you. Many are the torments of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds those who trust in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. second reading comes from Exodus chapter 34 verses 1 through 9 and 27 through 28. The Lord said to Moses, cut two tablets of stone like the former ones and I will write on the tablets the words that were on the former tablets which you broke. Be ready in the morning and come up in the morning to Mount Sinai and present yourself there to me on the top of the mountain. No one shall come up with you And do not let anyone be seen throughout all the mountain, and do not let flocks or herds graze in front of the mountain. So Moses cut two tablets of stone like the former ones, and he rose early in the morning and went up on Mount Sinai, as the Lord had commanded him, and took in his hand the two tablets of stone. The Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there, and proclaimed the name, the Lord. The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for the thousandth generation, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, yet by no means clearing the guilty, but visiting the iniquity of the parents upon the children, and the children's children, to the third and the fourth generation. And Moses quickly bowed his head toward the earth and worshipped. He said, If now I have found favor in your sight, O Lord, I pray, let the Lord go with us. Although this is a stiff-necked people, pardon our iniquity and sin, and take us for your inheritance. The Lord said to Moses, 
write these words in accordance with these words I have made a covenant with you and with Israel. He was there with the Lord forty days and forty nights. He neither ate bread nor drank water, and he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. Our third reading comes from the Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 18, verses 10 through 14. Take care that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you, in heaven their angels continually see the face of my Father in heaven. What do you think? If a shepherd has a hundred sheep, and one of them has gone astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine on the mountains, and go in search of the one that went astray? And if he finds it, truly I tell you, he rejoices over it more than over the ninety-nine that never went astray. So it is not the will of your Father in heaven that one of these little ones should be lost. Here ends the reading. Good morning and welcome to the first Wednesday after er, of Lent. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. This morning's readings uh, come to us from the co-host David Johnston as he read from Psalm 32... Exodus 34, and then finally Matthew 18. Matthew 18 is known as the parable of the lost sheep, and it's not its not really a parable, although I guess God, the Father, is not technically a shepherd, so maybe it is, but um, the, the crux of the, I, the story, the parable, the illustration, is that um, God so values uh, all the things that uh, God has created and that walk the earth. All of them are so valuable that even if one of them wanders off, God will go find them. Um, he'll, in fact, rejoice over this refound sheep that more than he will the 99 that never went away. Um, you know, then, and that's kind of alarming. This reminds me of other parables of, you know, like the day laborers who were, who were, um, worked a full day and were paid the same as somebody who just showed up at the very end. Um, and that's kind of the beauty of grace is that it makes life not fair. Um, but it makes life not fair for those who, um, who have every right to think that they, they deserve something, um, where in fact, Everybody deserves something, not just the people who uh, act right. Um, but the um, the reading from Exodus, I don't think really prefigures it. I'm not sure what was going on in the, the minds of those who compiled the lectionary for the weekdays, but um, there is something that's lost um, in Exodus 34 that has been lost. And that is the set of stone tablets that carried the law, the, the Ten Commandments, the Decalogue. Um, the first set uh, that were made, um, Moses comes down from the mountain and he um, happens upon the people worshiping a golden calf made from the melted down gold that they acquired from the Egyptians as they fled uh, under the cover of night during the Passover. And this um, this golden calf was 
a representation, um, a literal representation of the the failure of the people of God to remember who it was that was um, in charge and who it was that they they owed their freedom to. Um, and it wasn't God that was pissed off, um, although you could say that God was. Moses is so enraged by seeing um, his own people worshiping a false idol that he throws the stone tablets to the ground and they break into a million pieces. And the uh, there's this episode, depending on which account you listen to, he has um, the Levites go through and cut down a third or a tenth, I can't remember, of all the Israelites who were worshiping the golden calf. Um, and it's this kind of bloody scene. And um, it, to say it's resolved is not appropriate, but it, it, uh, it leads to this um, episode in Exodus 34 where Moses makes new tablets. The originals had been inscribed by the word of God, or I'm sorry, by the finger of God. And it's kind of, it's a little ambiguous in this second iteration in, in Exodus, whether or not Moses writes them or if God writes them. Um, but anyway, the, the tablets were lost. Uh, just like the sheep that wanders off, um, even those things that we think are lost um, might be refound, might be remade. Um, and I'm quite aware that yesterday's um, election results, primary results, may leave some of us feeling like losers. Um, like we are the ones that are lost, or maybe <laughs> maybe the election is or will be lost. Um, but remember, that isn't where our, our hope resides. Um, elections and politics and um, all that are, are important, um, but not so important as um, the faith that informs um, those things that we, um, that we do, that we engage in politically, civically, publicly. Um, you know, I, I promise you that regardless of the results, um, I should say I, I'm recording this night before because it's far, there are far fewer cars that zoom by um, when I record in the evening. I, I think I'm a little bit clear-minded, more clear-minded in the evenings I am at 6 or 7 in the morning. Um, but regardless of whatever the results are, um, even if we might be feeling lost, um, that doesn't mean that we've lost anything or that or that we've gained anything in God's eyes. Um, that, uh, that Christian politics are never reduced just to a vote, even though the vote uh, is important. Um, empowering others to do our, our will as a, as a republic or as a democratic republic is uh, a gift, and I think it's a gift of God. Um, but it isn't the gift. The gift of God um, is that we are free to worship God um, and we are free to um, be, to create and to embody the world in which um, you know, the, our, our modern kind of ideas about politics are, are made moot, where justice flows like a river, um, that mercy is, is known um, personally by all, um, and that these, 
the, the functions of government, whether it's to punish evildoers or, or to reward um, those who do good, um, that those functions will be fulfilled by God. Because we who have been lost, all of us, um, fallible, corrupt humanity, we will be restored. We will be brought back into the fold and God will rejoice for all of us that have been that were lost and that have been uh, regained and found and brought into um, God's brought underneath God's wings um, in this life that we um, look forward to in the hereafter. Um, that uh, the uh, that we ultimately are the sheep, not because we are lost, but because God watches over us, and even if we are lost. God will find us and God will bring us back. A prayer for all sorts and conditions of people from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the creator and preserver of all humanity, we humbly beseech you for all sorts and conditions of people that you would be pleased to make your ways known to them your saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for the Holy Church Universal, that it may be so guided and governed by your good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to your fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, that it may please you to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings, and a a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation where PPUHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for pew-pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.